Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello and welcome to this, the latest edition of ESSR feature here on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet podcast feed. I'm your host, Stephen Wilson, and do we have a treat for you this week? Back by popular demand, one of our most popular concepts here on the podcast, it's time for the debating chamber. Yes, it is back. I really don't know who the popular demand was to bring this back, but yes, it is back here. We will be debating two subjects from the wrestling world in our own unique way here at the debating chamber. Before we start, I'm going to introduce my panel, but quickly before that, just the usual housekeeping. On social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Suplex Retweet is where you can find us. If you can find our content, you get that on all good podcasting feeds, uh, be it uh, Android podcasting sites, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. And we're also on YouTube to search for us there, Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Now, it's time to meet our panel who will be entering the chamber for this particular show. First, this man, if he blew any more steam up his own arse, he would be called Thomas the Tank Engine. It's David Campbell. <laughs> I'm going to do something today on this show, Stephen, that I never do, and that's talk shit. You know me, I'm usually very well planned, very focused in what I say, you know, but I'm just going to say whatever comes to mind. And look at my history inside this chamber. I've embarrassed Strack. I've slain Ross McLeod, and I'm going to destroy everyone who I come up against today, you know, and whoever partners with me, I love you. I mean, if you went into a, a job interview with that CV, they'd tell you to go, go to hell. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got my job, my current job. I told them, listen to this episode, listen to the, the hope and spirit of this man die uh, when he comes up against me. <laughs> Stephen, you got to realise there's a reason why the GOAT namely works for himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, incredibly true. What, uh, what do you think about this, GOAT? Oh, you're a prick. All right, you've got the job, see you. <laughs> easy. <laughs> uh, our next panellist for this show really does take the term master debater to the extreme. He's all lubed up and ready to go. It's Grant McRobbie. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're going to find it a bit lube when I'm using your tears for it, boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm a your boat, man. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not here to judge, you know. The tears of internet marks that can't take booking. <laughs> <laughs> now, next up, the COVID pandemic made life really difficult for a lot of people. This man in particular, it's been months since he hosted the Spit Roast. It is the lactose free EP. It's Quacku Magic. <laughs> Yeah, um, life has been rather lacking with a spit roast lately, so who knows, now that restrictions are lifted again, we could get back to spit roasting. Hey David, how you doing? I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> now finally, we have a guest as our fourth panellist on this show tonight, so he won't get the slagging that the rest of the guys got. Uh, I, he has been vouched by David Campbell. So please, listeners, judge that as you wish. It's Chris <laughs> Anthony Lopez. Chris, how you doing? What's going on, y'all? What's good? I'm here to chat some wrestling. I mean, I've only I've only met David, so if uh, if I hurt anyone's feelings, no hard feelings. And um, I, I like to argue, man. So let's go. Let's get it. If, if you've met David, then you 
tolerate David, you'll tolerate the other two guys. I think that's the... <laughs> <laughs> David, David's a very low bar for ourselves, you know? Wow. <laughs> okay. And this word. will be my last appearance on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. David, it wouldn't be a debating chamber without you threatening retirement. I know. Uh, just for just for context, uh, David's retirement plans like Jay Z. He's not actually retired. He's just more tired. I am the Teddy oh. Funk of ESSR. <laughs> All right, and I will continue to do what I need to do. Oh, right. So anyway, this is the debating chamber. We have had three debating chambers on the podcast till this point, and now it is debating chamber episode four. You've got no hope. Uh, on this sh- show, the guys will be debating two subjects, and the debating chamber is done in a unique way to us here at the podcast. So we'll be debating in the style of an elimination chamber match. So the, the rules for this one will be: we'll have two of our panelists start off the debate. They don't know what side of the debate they will be debating. That will come up in a wee second. Each of the first two will have two and a half minutes unopposed on to get their point across and then we'll have five minutes debating with each other just the two of them at that point in the 10 minute mark a you panellist will enter the debate at a side of the debate again that they don't know they will have five minutes before the final person joins the debate and then they will go on for up to 10-15 minutes with all four going so that's a max of half an hour for each debate now obviously the guys don't know what side of the debate they will be joining. So the first topic our panel will be debating is should brand warfare at Survivor Series end? That's a big topic. Obviously Survivor Series on the horizon this year. Obviously that's a yes or a no question. So our first panelist entering the debating chamber and saying that yes, brand warfare should end is our guest, Chris. Chris, you will be opening up and you will be debating that Brand Warfare the Survivor Series, series should be ending. Are you confident? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and at the other side of the argument, debating that Brand Warfare should stay. This is an interesting one. It's Grant McRobbie. <laughs> Grant will be joining the other side of the debate. Uh, Grant, this is probably the, the side of the debate you would not have wanted to be on. No, this is definitely going to be a bit more of a challenge than I was expecting it to be, but, you know, I'm going to do, like, the GOAT strategy. I am going to pull things out my arse and just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, David and Kwaku <laughs> are muted at this particular point, so they will, That's a rare thing. <laughs> they will be back on when the time comes. So I'm going to start the clock. Uh, Chris, you'll have two and a half minutes Sweet. to get your point across, and that's going from now. So, Brand Warfare at Survivor Series has been a thing the last few years, and ever since, you know, the whole bragging rights pay-per-view that we had not too long ago, the whole Brand Warfare idea was was really fun, and it was cool at first. And then it just got repetitive and boring, and now it really doesn't even mean anything. Let's look back at last year. Was it last year when NXT was a part of this? Remember we being considered NXT a third brand for those couple months? That was fun, wasn't it? So when NXT showed up, they won the damn thing. That's rad. And then no one gave a shit. I don't even know if I can cuss on this thing, but no one cares about that about that pay-per-view. No one cares about brand warfare. They try to implement it. 
They try to make us care and it's not, it's not working. Yo, it's to the point where brands aren't even like a thing anymore. You can have wrestlers on Raw and SmackDown respectively, but we're having Roman Reigns, the SmackDown guy show up on Raw every other week. So what's even the point of having strict brands and them competing at Survivor Series? Like, remember when Survivor Series was, oh, hey, I have a grudge against you. Oh, hey, I have a grudge against you. Let's get a team of five and compete against one another so we can blow off this feud. Some of the best matches, some of the best rivalries have had, have had their bluffs end at Survivor Series. Some of the best performances that built guys like Randy Orton, who became like the pinnacle Mr. Soul Survivor, Mr. Survivor Series. Guys were built like that. And ever since, it's not... It's not even a good time. Survivor Series is just another, it's just another gimmick to make the brands go up against each other. What's the point? If you're having champions against champions, yeah, sure, you're pitting, against, we're pitting one another against each other. But at the end of the day, it's bragging rights, but there's really nothing to brag about, especially with the state of these shows, you know? Bragging, like, the whole bragging rights idea is fine, it's cute, whatever, but we don't care. Wrestling fans don't care, we just want good, product and we're not here to talk about the the product of wwe right now that's something that's completely like that's that's a whole different um chamber for a different day but what we're doing is survivor series brands competing against one another that should stop tomorrow as soon as we possibly can and that is your two and a half minutes grant you have the floor you've got two and a half minutes go for the opposite right brand warfare you know very compelling argument as to why it should no longer be a thing, but here is a good reason why it should be a thing. We're on the cusp of a new era. We have NXT 2.0. What better time to reintroduce brand warfare than bringing up the fresh up and coming talent? Combine NXT 2.0 with NXT UK. Have it be NXT v Raw and SmackDown. Have the egos go for it. We saw what NXT could do when they came in two years ago. What could it do now if instead of having a three-way, we have two big massive wars. We've got the major network guys that are going to parading about. You've got Roman, you've got Big E that are all parading about on SmackDown and Raw being the big dogs. You know what? This could be the opportunity for the likes of your Braun Breakers and things like that to come up and challenge. And also a chance to showcase those UK guys, which sometimes we think Vince may have actually forgot is actually still a brand. But you know what? We've had, we've seen previews of how these can go down with the Worlds Collide events at the kind of what is it Rumble time. Let's take those stakes. Let's up them. Let's not just make it seem like developmental. Give these guys show the present superstars against the superstars of tomorrow. The bragging rights that could come about from that. The likes of Braun Breaker. He could go in there. He could manhandle the likes of the Bloodline. That would be a beautiful thing to watch. Watching the way come up. Show them. Show them how it's done. Have Loomis staring down some of the biggest names. There is so much opportunity there for them. The bragging rights could come back in a different way and it could set up some fantastic feuds and really break down the barriers between brands afterwards, but set up the, bor the borders before, invasion angles, the fun stuff that we all love to see. Because let's face it, that invasion that NXT done two years ago was one of the most beautiful things to watch. And I want to see the new generation talent get a run at doing that because it would just be fantastic. 
it could elevate what the titles mean. The NXT UK title could take on a whole new meaning. The NXT title, a whole new meaning. And the capacity for what it could do for the women's divisions, where potentially they flounder at times on the main roster. Bring up that NXT women's division to go up against them. And that is both guys giving their initial uh, arguments. You've got five minutes to debate with each other. The floor is your guys. Who, who wants to go in? Okay, so I, I love I love everything you said. I want you to be right, but we saw what happened when we did exactly that. Remember, there was that accident. We lost a bunch of guys. They were stuck in Saudi Arabia, so NXT came and did SmackDown. That show was incredible. And then we actually got to Survivor Series, and that show was incredible. Keith Lee pinned Roman Reigns. Yes, it was awesome. And then nothing came of it. Keith Lee came up to the main roster months later, and now he has a Bearcat middle name. And he's been <laughs> floundering on the mid-card. Like, we saw, what, we saw what happens when exactly what you said went down beat for beat, and it didn't work. NXT won that Survivor Series, as, as far as I'm concerned. And we don't even acknowledge them as a third brand. Third brand. Now Vince is getting his little grubby hands all over developmental, and it's reverting back to developmental. There's no way in a Vince McMahon ran a WWE that an NXT would be up to par with his Roman Reigns's, with his with his Biggies right now. Like that, that's not going to happen. Like there's there's not even a point in doing the damn brand split, or excuse me, the damn. Um, brand warfare if there's there's nothing to brag about you know it's just the beefs that these guys have they're not going to represent their brands they're not these guys aren't going for raw that was the thing of the past it worked then for a little bit but doesn't it doesn't work anymore because guys have their own agendas and it's ultimately going to end up in people turning on each other and it's the typical cliched like oh we're on the same brand but we're still beefing that it doesn't work it just doesn't work anymore no, good good points there. I mean, certainly there is the issues of what they had last time, and this is where they need to really double down on the commitment. I think commit to that, have it not just as a pre-angle, have a post-angle, have a continuous long-term plan that brings the ban the, all the brands into some sort of form of things because they're missing out so many golden opportunities to make the brands mean more. Like NXT UK puts on consistent, fantastic matches on a week-to basis, but how many people remember? It? bringing the NXT UK in there to give people a shock to the system. Well, so we don't have undisputed era for that anymore, and at this rate, they're probably not going to be around much longer. <laughs> but there is the opportunity to kind of make the brands mean something again by getting... The, uh, this whole draft stuff needs to, needs to stop. Make the draft a thing of the past. Have people locked in for longer and make, the, make them actually have the brands mean something. If they can do that, if they can make the brands actually mean so... Reigns big up SmackDown all year round, not just when it's coming Survivor Series. They need to have that commitment all year round. This could really make the, the whole thing work again. But yeah, to make it work, there is going to have to be a long-term commitment. It's not a short-term fix. That's going to not know know this. Oh, we've got three shows to go till the till the pay-per-view. We'll start building it now. Build it months before. Build it from the last pay-per-view. Build it two pay-per-views before. Make it mean something and have little teasers of these at the other big pay-per-views the likes of your money in the banks have little matches where it teases the brand warfare build it to a head because there's so many talents which are sitting there with nothing to do 
this is a way to make them make it work for them and get them doing something new and perhaps give people something to actually watch rather than just AEW. That's, I mean, that's a great point. You know, there's a bunch of talent just sitting in catering, not really doing anything. Remember in the OG Survivor Series where they'd be like two dudes, let's say Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton, and they would pluck four other guys to join their teams. And they may be in other feuds or they may not be, but they're on the card regardless. And now you just get the heavyweights towards, you get the, the top of the card, the upper mid card. Those are the people represented. Geez, even the, the the women have been getting the shaft the last few years. And you mentioned this great point about how NXT, NXT UK's women's divisions are rad as they are. They are awfully rad. But right now in Vince McMahon's WWE, that's not going to happen. We lucked out when we got Pete Dunne and Adam Cole on a card just for the NXT championship a couple years ago. That was sick. But that was a one-time thing because we kind of forced his hand. And Vince hates hearing what the fans have to say because he's going to want to do what he wants to do. But to showcase more of your middle card, lower card, geez, put, just throw them in elimination matches. Like the, the traditional match that we get the five on five is... It's iconic. It's a part of Survivor Series. And now what Survivor Series is, is just Raw versus SmackDown. We already had a pay-per-view for that. Yeah. Some interesting points you guys have both made there, but it's time for someone else to join the chamber. And they'll be arguing on the side with Chris that brand warfare should end. Joining the debate is a man who claims to be Mr. Debating Chamber. It is David Campbell. David and you, got, and you come, we've got five minutes until Quacko joins. Yeah, well this has been far too polite. It's been more like a fish tank than a shark tank. Let ESSR's Mr. Wonderful come in here and lay down some facts. Let's take something that Chris said very early on about stakes at Survivor Series. Because see, to be fair, if they came in and they said Raw versus SmackDown, the losing team, someone gets fired. I'm pretty sure Stephanie promised it that year. Did anyone get fired? Did they buggery? Because like Chris said, nothing ever comes of brand warfare. It's like its own bottle universe. Remember when Marvel did that Secret Wars story or something like that, when everyone went off and fit, and then it didn't actually matter because it happened in its own wee world? That's Survivor Series. Let me take you back to 2014. Let me take you back to a little match. It was Team Cena versus Team Authority. That was a match with stakes. That was a match that played off an angle that had been going for months and months and months of months. And what happened at the end of that night? What did we get? The icon Sting interfering. Do you think Sting would have interfered on the side of Team Raw or Team SmackDown? No, Sting didn't care about that. You know, Sting interfered when it was time for a story, when a storyline had to pay off. Let's actually think about Right, Survivor Series, the first year uh, that it went to Brand Warfare was 2016. Do you know what main evented that card? Was it Raw versus SmackDown? No, it was not. It was Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Because even on a night that was meant to be about Raw versus SmackDown, WWE knew that was the least interesting part of their show. So they took two big meaty men slapping meat in the main event ahead of this Brand Warfare nonsense. All right, and like Chris is saying, it goes back to the history of this show, what it's built on. We want to see people who would come and, come and go 
oh, you wouldn't let an armor see to interact. People across the brands. It makes much more sense. Think of Team DX versus Team Rated RKO from 2006. You had the team of DX and the Hardy Boys and CM Punk. That wouldn't happen today because they were all across three different brands, but it made much more sense to have that collection of baby faces go up against some iconic heels such as Edge, Randy Orton, and the legend that is Mike Knox, NWA favourite, NWA stalwart Mike Knox. All right, Grant, what do you have to say to that? Oh, that's some very, very good points. And, you know, you've made you've made some very strong commitments to the fact that some of the best matches have came out not from brand warfare, but from more personal politics. And that is where my argument is that the brands, that's it really goes back to my old make brands great again, you know. Kind of, and, you know, they could really <laughs> lean into that because we all know that the absolute little Vince loves Trump. And he could really learn from Trump about how to make the brands great again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't believe a word that's coming out of your mouth, Chris. Let's ask Grant a question. Does Grant think that a Raw versus SmackDown match could have the same stakes as Team WWF versus Team WCW? All right. From the year 2001. Do you think Grant believes that, Chris? Um, No. No, he does not. Do you think that Grant would get the Matt Classic, the, the payoff to a great feud that was Batista versus The Undertaker inside hell and a cell? Do you think that happens at Survivor Series when it's a champion versus champion match? Um, no. 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 No, I don't think that either. Do you think, Grant, that we could get something as beautiful as a full night tournament? where The Rock joins the corporation and turns on mankind, all right, to win the WWF title. Chris, does Grant believe that he could get that in a Brand Warfare Survivor Series? No. And no. the best part, the best part about all this stuff with the Survivor Series, right, like, it, it used to be, like, there was a big four. You got the Rumble, you got WrestleMania, you got SummerSlam, you got Survivor Series. Those shows were like creme de la creme. That was the peak of WWE four times a year. And now they capitalize on maybe two of those if they're lucky on a given year. And Survivor Series and SummerSlam have gotten the shaft, especially Survivor Series. It's almost as if they stopped giving a shit, you know, yeah. like it's the brand stuff. I get it. It's fun. And you get to pit your superstars on different shows against each other. That's fine. But the second that there's like a turn. Oh, how unexpected. Because we see that every single time. These guys don't trust each other. And it's not about the brands. Because the second Survivor Series is over, it's right back to, oh, Edge, I have to I have to poke your eye out. And then Seth Rollins has to go poke somebody else's eye out. You know, like yeah. there's it's it doesn't it doesn't matter. People only they only give a shit for the month of November and that's it. They haven't even started building the Survivor Series. It's, it's now time to give Grant a bit of backup and <laughs> joining the debate of uh, who the Survivor Series Brand Warfare should end. He sat quietly, patiently waiting for his chance. It's Kwaku Aji. Yeah, I don't realise joining here, I've accidentally joined the Republican Party, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen, could you remind me of the question, please? Should Brand Warfare at Survivor Series end? No, it shouldn't. Absolutely not. And I'll let me tell you for why. Now, I'm going to pick apart everything that you said there, David Campbell, because you're sitting there in your chair, in your high chair. I'm going to pretend it's a high chair, but I'm going to pick apart everything you say because 
you actually managed to contradict yourself now. You brought up Brock versus Goldberg there. Okay, now that match was the main event there. So the thing the thing is though, Craig always mentioned about Vince McMahon's vision, Vince McMahon's vision. Does it not occur to you that that is part of Vince McMahon's vision? But anyway, you then go on and say that we would have matches like Batista versus Undertaker. Well, hello, we had Brock versus Goldberg, so why can't there be a match like Batista versus Undertaker? Taker underneath the brand warfare. If that's if that's the case, we can't have that. But we literally had something like that, where obviously not this exact same match, but we can have. It's still possible to have that match. And then we always talk. You talked about Sting's comeback. Yeah, it was it was a good comeback and everything. But what followed after that? Mm, it was a bit lackluster. We had a match at WrestleMania um, uh, with Sting versus Triple H with uh, the retirement home coming out and helping each other out and none of them could barely walk. We had that nostalgia trip. After that, it was just nothing. Sting, unfortunately, Sting's run in WWE. Yeah, it was cut short through injury, but it's not exactly the pinnacle. And then we also mentioned about the Big Four and how Survivor Series lacks. No, it doesn't. Survivor Series or SummerSlam doesn't lack. The Big Four is the Big Four. They all have their unique perspective in the year. You've got Royal Rumble, which has got the iconic Royal Rumble match. WrestleMania, the biggest show of the year. SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer that pays off with some good matches, good rivalries. Survivor Series is all about fighting for your brand. But WWE has some really big brands and the fact that we can have the opportunity when we have NXT NXT UK and getting these people who have been absolutely slain all year onto a massive show on pay-per-view on the WWE Network tearing it up and making some absolutely dream matches we always go back to when NXT invaded when they were stuck in political asylum in Saudi Arabia that was absolutely fantastic would we have had that with uh, without brand warfare no we wouldn't that was magical and i absolutely loved it and that is why brand warfare should not end we okay, also I'm wouldn't sorry. have had it without the saudi government to be fair yeah we that show was an accident that smackdown should not have happened because it was an accident if when, we, without that when, without, if those plans would have worked Smackdown when the chips, as, as when the chips are down, WWE comes up with their best stories. When the chip, when their backs against the wall, absolutely against the wall, they come. They always manage to come out and give us the best thing. That's the thing. So as weird as it was, that was a kind of blessing. But we had that because of brand warfare what wow. so 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 say okay so say that happened then right we don't have brand warfare what would you have proposed for that would have happened on that uh smackdown after saudi arabia go for it tell me the exact same thing nxt come up do their thing and then we can move on to survival no, how would you have that without brand warfare tell me what would you have would, would you just roll out we have the uh, booking it's called booking a wrestling out? show no, we don't no, need brand what would you have would you roll out batista versus is Undertaker and a hell of a cell because you after all love that show so I don't yeah, would you have that if you think the NXT coming up for Survivor Series in the long term was a success because it was a colossal failure NXT coming up to Survivor Series they did it once 
it, they did it once, they never did it again. It did not lead to increasing ratings for NXT. It led to NXT 2.0 coming about. It didn't lead to NXT getting oh, ahead of in the month, Wednesday no. night wars against AEW. How, it didn't lead to a push for any significant how can talent. You possibly, how can you possibly conflate the greatest NXT invasion on SmackDown and everything that happened with We're Daniel not talking Bryan about SmackDown. And, you keep talking about no, no. SmackDown. Yeah. We're it talking was, about Survivor it Series. Up, it was a lead up to Survivor Series. You're talking about one Survivor Series show out of five plus <laughs> that they've done no. this brand word for. It's just an example. David, David Campbell, I've got a question to you, it's David Campbell. You, okay. talk, you talk about why brands don't matter that much. Let's, let's think of another thing that is dear to you that, that is technically a brand. And let's see, do you care more about the individuals or the brand? What about your beloved team, Celtic? Do you care more about fucking Henrik Larsson or do you talk about the club? It's what not makes the same. It's oh, not no, the no, same. No. It's, it is. The wrestling and football teams are not the same. Grant, you're trying to play into this argument of tribalism and wrestling. And my friend, I will not see. I see through your lies. I see through your deceit. I am not going to get drawn down this path that you try and lay in front of me. Grant, we should not be rooting for brands. We should be rooting for our favorite performers when it comes to professional wrestling. And I'd much rather see my favorite performers team out, the good versus the evil, rather than a hodgepodge of the few on Team Raw and Team SmackDown. Rather than, let's actually go back. Do you guys remember the Team Raw that consisted of Triple H, who wasn't even officially on any of the brands at the time, Kurt Angle, who was an aged general manager who could barely move and Shane McMahon the sweatiest professional wrestler in the world on Team Smackdown are you telling me that that truly represented the best of those brands at the time can you two wrestling purists come in this room Mm -hmm. come in this chamber and make that argument yes because it actually added towards the brand warfare storyline that they were running at the time so it did work out for them and what they were doing and then look and then look at what happened with Braun Strowman and Triple H that was an epic thing the fact that Braun Strowman said if you pull any of that again I will trade up work that was epic oh and it led to that great match between Braun and Triple H down the and Braun's having so much success in WWE right now Braun's doing great Fantastic. Oh, right. So, you guys haven't mentioned people that have been released. Everyone's been released by WWE. The only guy I've mentioned that's been released has been God dressed as soul Mike Knox, who is now doing fantastic stuff with Trevor Murdoch and the National Wrestling Alliance, Kwaku. So, you watch your tone, son. Look, look, Kwaku, bro, bro. I love that one of your biggest gripes against us is Sting's run post Survivor Series. I I don't, yes, everything you said was correct. Sting's run sucked, but we're talking about Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. Like, why would Sting show up on a Survivor Series and pledge his allegiance to Raw? It would make no sense. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I not just say something and it said, oh, it led to that incredible thing when when it was rebutted to me? So now, it's okay for David to say that, but it's not okay We're for me to say that. We're talking about the show. We're like, talking about the show. You talked about a whole day. I, 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 I was talking no. about Survivor Series to tell it once a year on the Listen to me. Triple H, uh, Braun Strowman, I was talking about Survivor Series, and then David said, oh, it, did, it led to that epic match and didn't sit down the line. So you've just flipped reverse that on me. Why is it okay for David to do that? We are not a blazing squad. We are, we are flip reversing nothing, <laughs> Quacku. We are flip reversing nothing. We are laying down the facts that we want to bring steaks. We want to bring <laughs> beef. We want to bring brisket. 
back to Survivor Series. I've gone vegan now. Ah, you, You and Grant were so... I mean, rightfully so, you think so highly of that SmackDown show. It was one of the best SmackDown shows in recent memory. I will give you guys all that. Yes, like, Steven, if you're taking points, okay. give them, no, give no, them points no, for that. Guys, no, but you guys, them away them away you guys, you guys still haven't answered me. You guys still haven't answered What's me. What's your question? Without, without brand warfare, what would you have had with that SmackDown? Go for it. That Tell was me, what two was years ago. I don't remember what, what the hell you, the no, what would you, was that. What would you have done? Nothing. Do you know why? Because you're all clueless. Do you want me to answer your question? Please. A two-hour Hell in a Cell match between Batista and The Undertaker. <laughs> Let's move on. 2019. Yes, in 2019. You, you do even have the audacity to put our truth in it and win me over in the argument <laughs> and then get Theodore to make a tag team match. Well, our truth in the 24-7 division. We've won got... into the cell. <laughs> We've, got... <laughs> We've got five minutes left. Let's go. But, let's keep going. No, this realistically, what would you have done? What would you do? We're not talking about this one Survivor Series, series <laughs> like Grand <laughs> Warfare. We're not focusing no. on this one night. Why? Why we're, not? Why not? We're set not? on this one year, one build, one show. <laughs> we're we're not talking doing about it. Brand Warfare from Survivor Series since they've split brands. It's part and of the argument, have, though. Like, it's part yeah. of the argument. But we've been dwelling on it How for ten be- minutes. It's part of the you, argument, though. How do you feel then to continue Survivor Series? Like currently, based on things at the moment, the fact that both brands at, at times lack within themselves. How would you remedy that situation without bringing brand warfare back? What sort of stories would you build into Survivor Series going forward? Ooh, ding ding! I got it. How about this? So since we, since we want to cross shows, and since we're crossing shows right now in WWE main canon, the main event. Let's say the main event of Survivor Series this year. You have the Bloodline and friends. You can have Roman Reigns, the Usos, that's three. Then let's say for the hell of it, Baron Corbin and Matt Cat Moss. Let's say that, just hypothetically. And then on the on the other side, you can have Big E, both King Woods and Sir Kofi and the Street Profits. Oh, all right, great. That can main event your show because you have both top dogs and you're incorporating people from both brands and it just makes sense story-wise. It makes sense. And let's have a look. Grant, we could capitalize on the Charlotte and Becky thing because do you really think those two are going to have a a one-on-one match in the next Survivor Series that's going to be good after the drama that we've heard has went on behind the scenes? We could keep them apart in a five-on-five Team Becky versus Team Charlotte affair. You know, that would solve that problem. But the problem, Grant, this leads into it, is the limitations. You're a man, I know Grant McRobbie, you're a man of taste, you're a man of sophistication. You don't like limitations. Limitations are bad. Survivor Series with Brand Warfare is the same structure. It's the same formula every year. It's lather, rinse, repeat. It's lather, rinse, repeat. It's Brock versus other champion repeat most of the time. We want something new. We want something fresh. We want to go back to the days where we had chaos. I've let let you spill your bile there, guys. Uh, I was respectful of that, at least. But you've literally just come on here to argue against Brand Warfare. your big grandstanding match is literally brand warfare but you've just renamed it like 
Are, do you actually guys know what you're arguing? You've what literally you just you've, 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 you've literally just renamed SmackDown the Bloodline and then renamed Raw the, um, the New Day. That's, That's Survivor Series quacking. You've literally what done? You've literally just done that. Big E and the Street Profits are on Raw. The other two members of the New Day are on SmackDown. Already, we're having something different. And we are not saying that. The argument is actually harder for you guys because you're saying we should keep it to this one thing. What Chris has proposed is one option that you could do with Survivor Series. We could have a deadly games tournament every year at Survivor Series if we wanted to. We could decide to have massive battle royals all the time at Survivor Series. We could have Krusty the Clown come out and do a live action stand-up comedy set for three hours on pay-per-view at Survivor Series if we want. All of those things would be better than brand warfare, all right? Let, let's right. not act like the last few Survivor Series, besides the one NXT was a part of, was good. Like we we can't we can't act like the yeah. entire show and pitting the brands against each other, having Raw kick SmackDown's ass. We're like, I'm let's let's I'm pretty sure we can make bets that this year Survivor Series will win because that's where all the money's at. Because Vince is throwing all of his money at Roman Reigns for good reason. But when Reigns was on Raw, before one minute left. Oh God! Yeah, like cannot- Raw would win every year. Can I, ask Grant, can I ask Grant, Grant, what, what matches did you personally enjoy from the 2020 Survivor Series event? Oh, fuck's sake, I've never watched it. <laughs> See, <laughs> that, oh. He's closed, Your Honour! That is what we call a home run in the baseball, alright? That is what we call a touchdown in the football. That is what we call a knockout in boxing, alright? Because last year's Survivor Series was lacklustre, with a capital L for loss. Because we had a 5-on-5 five five match that no one cared about. So much so that one of the wrestlers lay down on his knees and accepted a broad kick in the middle of the ring. All right, and I remember that well because it cost me the draft. All right, we Five, had the tag team four, affair. Okay, on that, you're answering. And that is it. A very interesting debate there, guys. Um, did not expect to be discussing a debate where we had a Trump reference, a Blazing Squad <laughs> reference, and a Custody the Clown reference. Is that David? He just doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't, but I think we argued well. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody argued well, to be fair. I was, trying, was some... I was trying to be nice in the beginning, and then Kwaku came and attacked me. I'm like, oh, okay. Sorry, dude. It's Thursday. It's just the way it is. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I mean, I just, just as soon as I was like, I was like, all oh, right, all right. What's who's and first, and then as soon as it was like, oh yeah, I, arguing for for brand warfare, and as soon as I heard my name, I just went, oh fuck, see, you've really got to make some shit up now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be brutally honest. The whole concept of this show is how well you can argue shit, and <laughs> uh, we we saw that in the first debating chamber. How some people who have not been on the debating chamber since so. There's a reason for that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the two main crux of the argument, the the yes of Brian Warfare should end argument kind of went down to it doesn't matter anymore. And the argument for no is essentially it can be a year-long thing and it's still a big deal. So, yeah, there was... One of the main things that stood out to me from the guys that were arguing 
for Brian Warfare ending was the mention or the continued mention of this NXT angle from 2019. And Chris and David used were quite vocal the fact that if there wasn't Brian Warfare and that angle happened, you know, we could still have something. Mm-hmm. Um, you do know that NXT was advertised for Survivor Series before that angle, right? Yeah. Oh, no, yes, yes. No, yeah, yeah, but totally. that, that doesn't matter. See, that, they don't that, know what they're talking about. No, but that doesn't no, matter. But that, they did it once and obviously it was so successful they did it again. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Yeah, exactly, that was our point. That it didn't benefit NXT in the end. That's what we said. And they, they do they still acknowledge that? Oh, no, they no. don't. Exactly. <laughs> it's damn near not canon. And all those guys that... that and, and that match, that five-on-five-on-five on five on five main event is a clusterfuck. It's a... Yeah. And, Guys are getting pinned left and right. The match is like twenty minutes long, and half the guys are are gone by the like the ten minute mark. Grant so. Rick Robbie is not going to sit in this chat and tell me that he vouches for a match where Walter got jobbed out. He's not going to tell me <laughs> that. All right. Why, yes. why would you bring up? Why would you bring up such hurtful memories, David? Go back <laughs> and watch the match and hear the hear Chicago's react. That match was in Chicago. Hear them. Hear them. Uh, audience groans. Every time one of their favorites got eliminated off of one move. That man is from Chicago, Stephen. Do not start an international incident. um, The other one from you guys is side of things stood out to me was just the mention of what you'd have as the main event. Initially, I kind of thought what Kwaku mentioned that, yeah, that's still brand warfare, but he's kind of said that you can mix. It's kind of mixed up, which kind of feels like the old Survivor Series style, which is what you've been alluding to anyway. Grant, did you not follow Survivor Series last year because of the pandemic, or you didn't give a fuck? <laughs> well, let, let, let's let's be blatantly honest. Anyone that listens to this podcast knows that I have not given a fuck about WWE for about two years now. Alan, <laughs> <laughs> you do sometimes follow it. To be fair, <laughs> I just so I can actually stay involved in the chats. But it's like it's like how I follow sometimes a little bit of the football just to be able to actually have a conversation I'll with look- people. I love how you threw that last that Larson reference into that. Uh, that was um, that was putting David on the spot. You should have said something about near beat on. He would have been a bit more vocal <laughs> about, what he, about what he was talking about there. <laughs> Never has there been a slower player in the history of football. Exactly. I mean, before anyone goes in and can go, yeah, I'm not a Rangers fan or a Celtic fan. I hate football. I'm a rugby fan. So there you go. <laughs> I just threw it in for shits and giggles. <laughs> That would have been a debating chamber argument. Who's better, Rangers or Celtic? And I would have just mixed the teams up. That would have been really, really good. <laughs> <That'd be terrible. laughs> David, David and Ryan will argue Rangers and uh, Ross oh. and Scott will... No, Ross and Jack will argue Celtic. I will retire again. I promise <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tight debate. It could have went either way. I think... Uh, if you're arguing purely on the debating side, uh, David's blind on the last minute to Grant, just putting him on the spot and clear, clearing them out. <laughs> Probably swayed the debate to their side. In terms of the argument, it could have went either way. It was going either way before that, but I think uh, if David hadn't put Grant on the spot, they would have lost that one. So <laughs> Nice. So we won. Fantastic. Case closed, you know. Wait a minute. You could have picked many holes on ours. You picked <laughs> holes on their side and they still went, oh, well, no, it's okay. I know how. I, no, no hard feelings. Quacky. I already remember of your team. <laughs> it was when we talked about the 2019 Survivor Series for 15 straight minutes. Yeah. And we, didn't, and we didn't talk about the other ones because, oh, wait, no one remembers that. You've exactly. 
you were losing yeah. that you were losing that purely because you were trying to say NXT that like that wasn't the thing for Survivor Series and yet it kept getting mentioned that was the big thing about that it's no hard feelings David Campbell but you mentioned Walter in that context again and you will be eating a broad kick from me <laughs> <laughs> I mean the true indication is really not what I think it's what the listeners think so please choose go to social media comment who you thought won the debate between this particular one there was some very good arguments let's be brutally honest that last 15 minutes was spectacular that was right up there with uh, what is real wrestling in terms of <laughs> never <laughs> have that debate again never what, what, what is, is real wrestling <laughs> yeah. just, just don't go there oh my <laughs> god go. that wasn't even the question it was the, the Nexus question it was, it was that John Cena killed the Nexus and somebody just somebody literally went but what is real wrestling <laughs> no it was it was the Attitude Era one it was Attitude Era was it that I thought it was yeah. the next. that's like no, an essential question what is real wrestling <laughs> why is wrestling yeah. <laughs> why, who is wrestling why, why, why is that, uh, real not... wrestling is our truth making Jim Cornette fizz till it dis- <laughs> well, that's what's up. That is what's up. We are um, now going into our second debate, which is going to be what is the third company in wrestling outside of WWE and AEW? I will say that explicitly because some people would probably just hear me go, he's not mentioned AEW, you could have been this, this, and that. Like, no. Outside of WWE and AEW, who is the third company in wrestling? The options will be Impact. (laughs) (laughs) That could be what other people want to talk, you know. know. But it either will be Impact or it will be You Japan. So I'm going to take the panelists off of my screen. Obviously, listeners won't see that. While I say who will be going on which side. Now, starting the argument for Impact being the third company in wrestling will be Kwakuaji. And he will be debating against, in favour of you, Japan. It's Chris again. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start the clock. Quacky, you have two and a half minutes for your opening argument on Impact as the third company in wrestling. Go. Okay, so it is clearly Impact there. I mean, New Japan is it's a great promotion, it's a great show. I will give them that. A lot of people have that as their bucket list item to be on New Japan Pro Wrestling. You're literally laughing. But Impact is the third show, quite clearly. Impact is over New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan have their niche in the fact that they keep themselves to themselves. Um, they're very popular in Japan. They yeah, they do come up around the world, mainly around um, Wrestle Kingdom time. However, they a lot of the times it has been because all getting in as they say, the Gaijins, the foreign imports such as Chris Jericho doubling their numbers, uh, John Moxley yada 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 however impact still on cable television still on worldwide television uh getting a lot of uh, they're they're in this new renaissance impact i would like to say so they are quite clearly the third brand not new japan pro wrestling because let, let's be real this they're still yes their match is great but it's very if you speak to most wrestling fans across the world, 
you would they would know impact more than new japan pro wrestling they'd be able to tell you more of the roster that is an impact than the new japan pro wrestling i would like i bet you you can name more wrestlers on impact than you can on new japan pro wrestling and that is the reason why they are the third company my matter is closed on that i know i'm way under the time because there's nothing really to debate here impact above new japan pro wrestling it is what it is deal with it well it'll leave, it'll leave time at the end but we're going to now go to chris for his two and a half minutes and he's going to argue that new japan are the third company chris the floor is yours for two and a half minutes it's crazy how i did not believe anything you said in the first 30 seconds of your argument because you you repeated the same thing twice about how it's clear that impact is bigger than new japan and how I guess New Japan is lesser because they're not as accessible. I think that's awfully unfair. And yes, New Japan is slowly making their way to the States. And look at the biggest, some of the biggest wrestling storylines of the last five years have come from New Japan. Whether the matches are coming from Japan or the States, New Japan Pro Wrestling is like almost before AEW showed up or even now with AEW showing up, you're plucking you're you're lucky if you get if you get new japan talent over here in the states to wrestle because that's how highly touted they are you mentioned guys like chris jericho you mentioned guys like john moxley you know what both those guys did the second they left wwe oh i want to go wrestle in japan i want to go wrestle in new japan pro wrestling and look at the barn burners that we got we got john moxley doing texas death matches over there and we got the pain maker chris jericho wrestling tetsuya naito and kenny omega are you kidding me? It's Dream Match Central. We're plucking folks from over there to come wrestle here for a reason. New Japan Pro Wrestling gives us some of the best wrestling shows and wrestling period that we are seeing right now. Whether you're watching, I don't know, what's what's that show called? Oh yeah, Wrestle Kingdom that starts the damn year every year. People talk about WrestleMania and it being the biggest wrestling show on the planet as it is because it's WWE. But usually... When people are excited for this big wrestling event that they know is going to be from top to bottom, great, incredible wrestling, that's a couple nights and it's going to be a great way to start your year, you're talking about Wrestle Kingdom. And some of the best wrestlers have made their way over there. They've wrestled over there in some five, six, seven star matches. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Kenny Omega, oh. because Kenny made his name over there. Kenny went to, Can who was from Canada, went to Japan and single-handedly carried that promotion for years for a reason because of the wealth of talent. You mentioned the roster. Yes, I can name more Impact wrestlers than New Japan because Impact is like two states away from me. Of course, and it's more accessible. But New Japan, they are constantly giving us top tier matches, top tier talent. And the pandemic aside, they did a really good job of right. doing the wrestling. Right, so there we go. That's the guy's opening arguments. Let's get into it. Let's see if Five and a half minutes because Quacker didn't use his full time. So I don't uh, need to. What have we got? Let's go for it, guys. I'll let you start. Go ahead. Okay, I'll well start there. Now, you, you actually said something funny there that I, I had to hold myself back there. You did mention Kenny Omega and you put it forward as he's the main star and stuff like that. We're meant to be arguing here that. Uh, you, well, you're meant to be arguing that New Japan Pro Wrestling is the third brand. What you actually said there pretty much was Kenny Omega is the third biggest brand, uh, third biggest well, company well, in well, the where world. Where was he though? And where were those matches being promoted at? New Japan Pro Wrestling. Look at his matches with Kazuchika Okada. Look at his feud with Kazuchika Okada, right? 
it was like 60 minute time limit draws or 60 minute barn burners every you're saying, single you're saying that, they wrestled you're that saying that like impact has never produced a good match you're saying that like that that's not the what case. match riddle me this batman what match anything from impact give me anything that will even match the hype and quality of okada and omega i'll wait Okay, Christian Cage lately. Any of his matches, go watch them. With Okada yeah. and Omega? Are you okay. nuts? Christian had to go to AEW to get an Omega match. No, no whoa, whoa, like, whoa, that's whoa, what whoa, I'm talking whoa, about. Whoa, whoa, yeah, like, whoa. Look, I get it. I totally understand what you're saying. The cars rooming by me agree with me. Like, look, at New Japan Pro Wrestling, yes, they've lessened a little bit over the last couple years because of the wrestling of the talent that got pulled because of AEW's arrival and because of the mm -hmm. pandemic they couldn't really put on too many shows because of the COVID-19 so now we're getting dudes like Will Ospreay regardless of what you think about his personal life he's still one of the best wrestlers on the planet we still have a great wealth of talent not only in the tag division Bullet Club regardless of what you think about the relevancy they're still around and they're still notable in the wrestling community Folks, mark out the Bullet Club, and where you, does Bullet Club come from? The damn. Can you actually no no wrestling. no? Can you actually make a point without a side caveat to it? Like why why does why does everyone have to have the side caveat of oh because it's the them that only matter now and stuff? No, we're talking about because a look whole at where they came from. No, we're talking about a whole promotion. You're mm -hmm. just talking about what stars and what for the. You're not I even mention, talking about I, your promotion. I, I, can, I can I can I can mention stars in my promotion. I, I'm talking about my whole promotion. I'm talking about the whole impact. I'm talking about the whole of the show. I said to you that you could probably name more stars and impact, and you agreed with me so <laughs> because it's more accessible to me but like yo new japan is it's a top destination for any wrestling free agent or anyone in the wrestling business brian danielson left wwe for the sole purpose of being able to wrestle in japan he said it not the soul because they let him go wrestle in japan why is he not there right now why is he not there right now because he can't because there's still a pandemic? There's still a pandemic, but there's... Just wait so, until the so, G1 climax so next year and so, Daniel Bryan's so name's in it? Oh, yeah. One of the best wrestling tournament. G the G1. Nobody's gone into Japan recently. Have they completely closed their borders? I, I love that you're not even talking about, like, how Impact is... Like, they, they built... They, Impact, you know, they built themselves back up. And mm -hmm. they were almost away for a minute, but they they got the talent and they got the money and they got the TV. I literally said that thing. my opening argument. I'll but then, say. like they they're, they're they're chilling, they're great, they're they're fine. But nothing that Impact has done over the last few years since Broken Matt Hardy is no, is nothing compared to New Japan. And New Japan no, is a legacy. No, no. If you, you were see, to advertise, I if you were to advertise New Japan show and Impact show right Hardy. next to each other, I even New Japan is selling out. Hardy. You had to bring up uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Omega, which is great. It's absolutely great. However, that is one feud. That is one feud. That is not I'm talking about the whole brand, the whole promotion of Impact. The I can mention my uh, stars. I can mention different And the only one you've mentioned is Christian Cage. That's my thing i'm at least on your dropping names you just said christian okay. cage once uh, moose 
I could bring up this. I could. Br- uh, you could, but you have it until now. That's that's my thing. I could go all day if I want to. I could go all day if I want to. But outside the of the though, Western Hemisphere, that's your go to for wrestling is in New reliant, Japan. You're relying on one or two marquee matches, and then all of a sudden, that's the brand. I can I can bring up some That's marquee the matches. The legacy of I, the brand. I can, wait, no, no, I can bring up some marquee ma- uh, matches of matches that happened in Scotland. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that the brand here is the third best company. No, but you've literally just said Omega versus Kazuchika Okada. That that makes it the third uh, biggest okay. brand. If, if we want to do that, Omega's uh, not even now that Japan. New Japan is oh, coming to the states, anymore. like the, they're doing um, shows in the states, and they're, Impact they're can't even leave Tennessee. Guys, guys, guys! Great, uh, great arguments there. But it's time to bring another guy into it. Uh, arguing with Kwaku on the side that Impact is the third company. Will be David Cavill. Yeah, I would just like to to lay out something that I want to just flag up about Impact Wrestling. This isn't an argument just now, Chris. I just want to flag something up that's that's great about this company, and that is the best women's division in professional wrestling today. Chelsea Green, Diana Perazzo, mm-hmm. Mickey James, Jordan Grace, Madison mm-hmm. Rain, Mercedes mm-hmm. Martinez, Rachel mm-hmm. Ellering, Sue mm-hmm. Young, Anita remind you that your inspiration lasts down low. Sailor, well, Impact Tag Team Champions, Impact Wrestling has been setting the trend, setting the bar. With, in terms of women's wrestling since the days of Gail Kim versus Awesome Kong continuing all the way up the years till the very present day they are a company who puts women at the forefront they are a company who will put on five star matches when mm-hmm. it comes to their female talent and let's mm-hmm. compare that to New Japan's women's division just wait one sec uh, yeah. Let me just, uh, I can't, can't find it I can't see it no, because it doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. Like, Are apparently you having Maria Kanellis as a manager there once upon a time is all the women's oh. representation that New Japan needs, uh, Kwaku. I happen to think that if we're going to discuss the third company in wrestling, we can't seriously give credence to a company that ignores an entire gender from its roster. Like, if we're talking about it, we need to talk about the whole. We need to talk about the sum of all the parts. And Impact being the top women's company in all of wrestling surely puts it above New Japan, who at the very best are the third or fourth when it comes to male wrestling, wouldn't you say? Oh, but no, David, they had a show, they had a match on the Wrestle Kingdom from Stardom. Oh, wait, it was on the pre show. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I have to, I have to say, Chris, tell me this: make an argument that New Japan have not declined since the elite left. Tell me that New oh. Japan are still the same company that they once were. Tell me that New Japan have that power. And if I believe you, maybe we have an argument. Oh, okay. Here, so if we want to talk about. I love that the guys defending Impact are the ones to bring up decline to me. Because if anyone is going to talk about decline, Impact knows that front and back, up and down, however you want to look at it. You have no answer to my question, Chris. Okay, I'll get to your question. 
but Impact Wrestling has had a huge decline because of these bigger companies talk and they, to the point where you couldn't find them on TV. But I digress. New Japan Pro Wrestling, of course, there's a decline with the new this new up and coming promotion. I think they're called All Elite Wrestling. They had a nice little pluck of talent that happened to be their top guys. That also happened to other companies like Ring of Honor, who don't exist anymore. You know, like. It's it's gonna and, it's gonna and happen. Who's, it's who's on the rise up with all elite wrestling coming on? Impact. Who's on the decline? New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yo, but both of these companies that we're talking about have working relationships with all elite wrestling. So let's not talk about AW anymore. I'm talking yeah. about Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, let's talk about Impact as it is. Yes, David, that's an incredible point of the women's <laughs> division. Yes, that's great. That's fantastic. But did you watch that match with Inspiration? Because let's yeah. be real, it wasn't that great. And I, I know, I get it. Like, the, the oh, lack of women David, in pro wrestling. David, that, that one match has just condemned Impact to, ups, um, to absolute obscurity. In Any the other experience. criticism so of the inspiration and I walk off this show. No, I love inspiration. I love Cassidy I love Jess McKay. Don't get me wrong. But, yo, I that if that's the one-up that Impact has over New mm. Japan for wrestling so women's division because it exists, all right, fine. I can see that point. But look at everything else. Look well, at what look at everything else in New Japan else. has going on. Like let's look the- at your precious. Let's look at your precious G1 climax. It's let's iconic. Look at it. It's a staple oh, it's of pro wrestling. Even us over here wrestling. in the States, we mark out at the thoughts of, oh, we no, get to watch the G1? Because it's the most, right now, it's the most... It's the quintessential wrestling tournament. It sounds more you like the past. You have in the past, but let's look at the most recent G1 tournament. It should be a time where we get surprises, we get things we're excited about. There's the road a to wrestling. There aren't too many surprises up. in wrestling. Chris, we had Akada win the G1 again. Now, we talked about the these super, the best wrestlers the in the super world. Cena years, Akada winning the G1. Because the has one of the best wrestlers, of course you have him win the damn thing. I would love to see Impact even put somebody at even the, in the same ring as Kizichigo Okada. Try, try! Guys, 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 chill out for a second while we bring in the final member for this debate. Listeners, I promise this was random, this was not done intentionally. But he is arguing on the side of New Japan Pro Wrestling in this argument. It's Grant McRobbie. Grant, please let David and Chris cool off for a second and give some points. Please, <laughs> So, you know, there is there is some solid arguments there. Um, I do feel you've went for the really the cheap low blow by bringing up the uh, no women's division one. But you know what? I knew you were going to bring that up, David. I knew you were going to be a little bitch about it. That's fine. That's fine by me. So... And you want to throw the little thing about Okada there. Now, yes, yes, you, you may have some points about maybe playing it safe with the booking at the moment. However, you keep focusing on the G, we're focusing on the G1, we talk about things. You know what? Impact still have a working relationship with New Japan. And at the end of the day, who's still making big crowds come into their shows even in a pandemic? Impact who's still ha- Nah, Impact doesn't have several thousand showing up this weekend for, oh wait, that's New Japan, power struggle. They sold out Osaka. They've still been selling out shows with thousands capacity available to them. They have been doing that. Impact have not been doing that. Yes, Impact have done some impressive stuff during the the pandemic. I will give them that. They have done some wonderful stuff until they fucking let Moose win that title. A man that is a known, known arsehole. They even named him speaking out. Oh, I went down there. I went down that route. 
Yes, mm. they let him mm. take that belt oh, off Josh okay, Alexander. Let's not go there and speak it out there if you want to <laughs> notes on that one. <laughs> yeah, well let's and let's have a let's have a think, Grant, about the, the trajectory of both these companies because we talked about the, the ascent of Josh Alexander and how that's going to continue in impact. Impact are building stars. Who, who brought that Josh- up? You have not said his name this whole time. What do you mean you're talking about up. Josh you Alexander? No, you haven't. <laughs> Josh Alexander leading you the reading? charge in impact. They are I coming bet you give him a favour. We have Moose, who's came in with one of the best moments in recent mm-hmm. pay-per-view history. That was a great ending, Grant. We can't have mm-hmm. our baby face getting stuff for easily. We need to have them fight. We need to have them work. We need to have them have something to come up against. We have mm-hmm. had the reinvention of W. Morrissey in Impact. A guy who it looked was down and out in his wrestling career. Went to Impact and he's reinvented himself. Who do you have? You had Evil as world champion, Grant, last year. You had Evil holding your top belt. That is what that is the reality of New Japan. You had evil, all caps, winning the world championship. A decision yeah. that you no, cannot come was, on no, and David, he was semi-evil, no, he wasn't all caps. Now, David, no, we do have you do have that one, but we also have remedied things in the last year. We have went with things like we have had El Desperado as a junior heavyweight champion. We have Robbie Eagles oh, now currently as, as the as the junior heavyweight champion. And we made a star in the worst of times with Shingo Takagi. Shingo has been an absolute workhorse. You put him in any promotion, they would be lucky to have a man that could work the way Shingo Takagi works. They've also managed to spin a wonderful narrative by having all sorts of crazy stuff happen, despite bad circumstances. Osprey is now in America, doing stuff for New Japan Strong, which is going from strength to strength. We have Shingo with a belt over there. We have Okada bringing back the old belt as part of representing the G1. We have so much potential hidden into a three-day Wrestle Kingdom, which will probably sell out massively. And the fact that Japan is now starting to look at bringing their capacity crowds back up again. Don't be surprised if we're going to see 20,000, 30,000 back in the dome. Tell me, when's Impact going to have 20,000, 30,000 people in a venue? Let me whisper something to you, Grant. Okada didn't bring back that belt to celebrate the G1. Okada brought back that belt to appease the marks who hate the new design. Because, because New Japan can't decide if they're coming or going these days. You bringing up that belt is exactly the thing that I needed because it blows open and lays bare the problems of New Japan where they don't actually know what they're doing right now. But Scott Demore does. He has a plan. He has a vision. Guy, can I actually bring up an interesting point? Because David went in on comp- with the women's division Mm. And that you guys have quite conveniently deflected that. Why don't Why don't we talk Did about? We, are you wo- listening? No, no, because no. I said, <laughs> I said, like that's a great point, and I conceded. No. That's a, like I can't. What am I going to start no. knocking women's wrestling? Gra- I'm not going to do that. Said, but look, look. What, I love that. Said, I love that we're here. Like Grant, Grant and I, to your, we're talking to your, about why was that Wrestle Kingdoms. Y'all have not said Bound for Glory or Slammiversary one because those shows don't matter as much as they used to. Can I, can I Neither one of y'all have said that, and don't, don't and don't tell me yeah. with some. Oh, I didn't get to that can yet. We've been on screen here talking about Impact New Japan for twenty minutes now. So, so we didn't get to that yet. I've uh, talked so more talk about, about how good Impact from... is than you have. Like let's <laughs> so, let's, let's be real. Like well, New Japan Pro Wrestling we, is in a higher position than a higher spot. They're expanding to the states. Like let's calm down with the New Japan slander now. Impact Wrestling, 
They're in Tennessee. That's great. I love Tennessee. Tennessee's rad. They have a few great hundred place. people per show. That's cool. They're slowly moving to Vegas. That's rad. But Grant mentioned a great point. We're out here still selling out shows, thousands of people. And Impact, yo, I love Impact. I love what Impact is doing. Okay, if you but want to compare population not, to population, not as how about we compare TV ratings? Like how about we compare TV ratings on that point, Dane? You want me to pull up the Japanese TV rate? Because if we're going to start talking about, if we're gonna start no. talking about accessibility, now we're being incredibly oh, oh, unfair. Quacky, we are not, we are not Chris Jericho. We're not going to talk about demo gods, but I am going to talk about a god. Let me, let me bring a case study to you. I put it to you that New Japan doesn't actually have any interesting characters anymore. Uh, they, they don't. That's that's quite simply a fact. They have guys who are good wrestlers who come out and have good matches. But the, the last time that Japan and New Japan told a compelling story was back when the Elite was in the company. And now that they're no longer there, there's been I no will not compelling stories. All right, that, cool. There's there's no compelling stories. We have a guy called Black Taurus who, who dresses as a human Impact, and it's fantastic. They, Impact had to get Kenny Omega to pop up on their shows to pop ratings and have them main event their pay-per-views. They had whoa, to get a guy whoa, 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 from a whole different company wait, 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 to come in, wait, main event who, their who shows, is, no, and leave. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who was the one that brought up Kenny Omega first? Who was the one that was, was using a prophet? No, no. Who was the one? Who, 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 who was? Who, no. Who was using Kenny Omega to prop up? Now all of a sudden exactly. it's bad to use Kenny now, Omega. Now using Kenny Omega is a bad thing, Quacku. Exactly. That's news to us. That's news to us. There's two. here that I would like to use that are going to be like I'm not going to use Omega. I'm going to use someone a bit more, a bit more recent, a bit more modern, who has also had some fantastic character work and stories. How about Jay White? Look at the rise and fall and the redemption of Jay White that is ongoing at the moment. The or biggest news about Jay it. White was where he was going to move to. That's not... <laughs> that, that was literally... The most the exciting biggest. thing and, Jay White yeah. has done in the past year is show yeah. up in Impact Wrestling. That was the <laughs> biggest <laughs> Jay White news that's happened in the past year. And also, let's go <laughs> for so what so is essentially, essentially the biggest return in pro wrestling in the last several years. Katsuyori Shibata actually reappearing in a ring for the first time since a brain injury in 2017 and leading the steps towards actually making a full in-ring return. That is a story and, that is going to write I, itself massively. I, that, I applaud that. Quacky was clap for Shibata, actually. Let's, yeah, let's show some respect. But I, I don't think it's one of the best in-ring. Let's talk about a man who had some injuries and then came back had a full wrestling return in Christian Cage, the instant classic, who mm-hmm. came back to his home Impact Wrestling put on some absolute barn burner matches mm-hmm. and you know and help prop that company back up again. Um, and if you want to talk do, about do you know something so, funny about that, David? Wait actually, a no, he's this year he's main evented three of the top shows in the world WWE, mm. AEW, and Impact all in the yeah, same year. And there's a reason he's New Japan that. there, but no. where is he signed? All elite wrestling. So don't bring up Christian Cage. Let's stop bringing up Christian Cage. You bring the you bring someone who is who was popular back in the day to come back to pop ratings again. That's fantastic. But yo, what what else? Like y'all mentioned Moose. I know I know Moose. I know W Morrissey and David rattled off the women's division. All right, that's great. But like besides bringing no, these old folks great. back to pop it's, ratings, it's not great. It's fantastic because what is New <laughs> Japan Pro Wrestling? <laughs> What's New Japan Pro Wrestling got to contribute towards that? 
what yo having grant and i mentioned more than enough folks more than enough events Ooh, again y'all have not you've, said slammiversary or bound for glory but i've i've said them not y'all and why are you it, saying them we're because not it's talking impacts about two biggest shows we're not talking it's impacts about two biggest we're talking programs. about the company how, how can you doing? tell me that y'all are defending impact and not mentioning their wrestlemania or their wrestle kingdom it's good how, how, how here's, here's the thing it's, talking it's about got the under your skin here's the thing talk about the differences in the companies as well uh how long has impact wrestling been around again impact wrestling has been around for uh, as long as time itself that <laughs> mcrobbie i believe that impact no, no. wrestling was founded uh in in 2004 and was known as tna <laughs> back in the day so it's, 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 it's been through it's been through numerous brands different times it's been around since about 2004 and then new japan has right, so, the so nothing's allowed to rebrand that's fine no, no, oh, sorry no. That just, game's a bogey. It's just yeah. leading me on to my next point, though, which is about length of time and the endurance of said promotion, because M- Impact has almost been on the brink several times. It's been through it. New Japan has been around since, hmm, let's see, 2022 will be the 50th anniversary of New Japan. Oh. It's pretty much, it has withstood everything throughout all oh, those years. And it's, it's been golden throughout that time. Can I, can I just mention a company called uh, K1 uh, to you? Um, I want to remind you of a time when New Japan tried to combine a genuine mixed martial arts competition with pro wrestling and it was a dud and almost led to the death uh, of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So mm. don't pretend that Remember when New Japan's Impact was not on TV <coughs> and they were on Twitch? And they were still oh, doing some good stuff. Because Chris does. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> Impact, they were floating dead in the water for months and uh-huh. then they were saved miraculously. That's called and, Okay, that's rad. I'm so mm-hmm. happy for it's Impact. I don't want to shit on Impact. I like Impact a lot. But you can't sit here and tell me with a straight face, which David is not. He's smiling. He's <laughs> from ear to ear. David's a naturally happily public is person. better than Impact Wrestling. You can't tell me that. Like, Let's... my man Kwaku started his argument with saying, Impact is clearly be- better than, than New Japan. And then, yeah, oh, Impact's clearly better than New Japan. And... Well, I like it's, it's a he's repeated that it's over called, and over again with we, no substance or no weight. Emphasizing the point, so you can't say the same thing twice. You can see it every time. Quack you quack you ran out of things to say. Because Monday, Kwaku ran out of things to say about Impact. He ran out of nice Stephen, Stephen, and the viewers. Mm-hmm. Stephen and viewers, I've lost it because I mentioned something twice. That's the bit. That's, Let's talk about. That's it. Let's because talk you mentioned nothing else. Teams. Let's nothing talk else. about Matt Striker. Let's talk about D'Lo Brown. Since those guys took over the Impact commentary team, that place has been full again. They have told great stories. They've developed a good mm-hmm. chemistry. Who do you mm-hmm. have? A guy The Rock used to bully every night in the Attitude Era. All right, that is who you guys have on your commentary table. We have former professional fighters in our table. All right, so that is another point. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the voice of pro wrestling, Josh Matthews, who occasionally pops in from time to time. A Ew. great commentator. A great... Josh Matthews. Excuse me, but our, com- history our commentary also includes legends such as Jushin Thunder Liger on commentary. Yes, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the Japanese commentary, not just English. Jushin Thunder Liger had one good match against Tyler Breeze. Name me another like <laughs> a match. David Campbell, I do not believe you. You don't even believe a single word coming out your mouth when you say that. Fact, Sir, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. He I had to laugh his that. way through if that we're talking about, Let's talk about the now. The question is, what is the third biggest uh, company in wrestling now? The now? And the fact of the matter is, 
that New Japan have come off of the most lacklustre G1 in living memory, so much so that Scott McCoy probably wanted to quit East Meets West uh, when he had to review that garbage. They've come off of a Wrestle Kingdom that was completely lacklustre and they have come off of a pandemic that has completely ruined them. You know, Do you know who you wasn't know ruined by the pandemic? Dale, I'm sorry, they, I'm sorry they weren't prepared for a pandemic because literally no one was. I accept like, your apology. Yo, and you I know something? the question, Stephen, that- Stephen, can you say the question again for everyone at home listening? The fuck company in wrestling. <laughs> okay, cool. Y'all are answering the question, which one can I watch more conveniently? No. That's what I keep hearing. Because no, that's not keep shitting on New Japan is like, oh, like name more wrestlers on, on New Japan's roster. Oh, look at the TV ratings. No one gives a shit about TV ratings. Impact was on Twitch. They weren't even on TV. So we need to pump the damn brakes. I, I love, love Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, I love Twitch. But I just wanted to actually say, hey, bring up Bound for Glory and so, uh, um, and uh, so oh, right. let, let the record show. Oh, the first time they mentioned Bound for Glory. We're out. We're done. The thirty minutes is up. Oh wow! Can I just say <laughs> something? I, 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 can I just say something? And I hope this doesn't sway the debate. I have never seen an impact show something. <laughs> well, this brings to my analysis. Um, <laughs> Kwaku was uh, clearly stalling for two minutes for his opening argument. <laughs> it's the most obvious. <laughs> you know, you listen to that first ten minutes, and you just. Quacky is just he just seems like a guy who's waiting for the clock to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever named and then Chris just starts shouting and Quacko's like, Alright, you're naming people for me. I felt bad for Quacko. <laughs> there was yeah. There was some interesting points. There's also um I'm going to go down Kwaku's two hits there when he brings up TV ratings. Does New Japan have a TV show right now? No. <laughs> New Japan doesn't air conventionally. Um, it does have stuff on TV Asahi yeah. in Japan, but outside of Japan, it doesn't really have New a Japan TV presence. No, it's mostly on Japan Twitch. World. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, David came in and tried to... Um, David had some, um, for the listeners at home, some magnificent moments where he started Googling stuff and his screen went really bright. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, um, he got the year wrong of impact when he was put on the spot for that. <laughs> 2002, not 2004. Well, well, they didn't pick up on it, so... They didn't, yeah, pick, exactly. on it. They didn't pick up on it, no, exactly. Right. I didn't know. I'll tap my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they did have some positive points to impact argument though. They went straight in with the women's division arguments. Fair play yeah. to the fair play to Chris and Grant didn't even try to defend that one because they knew that would have been a rabbit hole they were never gonna get out of. Grant just <laughs> oh, I, I tried yeah, to make I, I like tried to cancel me. me. I like that we took two different approaches to that. Chris just decided to deflect it, and I just decided, no, I'm going to call Campbell a little bitch over it. <laughs> <laughs> Quacku was getting alive. I had to play that card straight away. <laughs> and I, I conceded, and then Quacku was like, you're going to answer the question? I'm like, no, I'm not going to answer this damn question. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and embarrass myself. I mean, I mean, fair, I mean, fair play, Quacku. He, did, he, went, he, he, he tried to hold it as much as he could. He just threw like, Omega what, back guys. in. Guys, like I've ne- literally never watched Impact before. <laughs> <laughs> David made me try to shit on 
inspiration and that hurt my face. <laughs> that hurt me. I didn't I, was... I didn't want to do it. You you forced oh. my hand. You forced my hand. Oh. <laughs> what a blow. I think a, a lot of this debate pretty much I mean, everybody loves Quacky, but a lot of this debate comes down to how David held his own when he came into this thing on the impact <laughs> side of things. Um I mean I'll go through some of the U Japan points. Uh there was a big point about Christian Cage. It was always that was always brought up for impact. But yeah, Kenny Omega kept getting mentioned. Mm-hmm. Kinda yeah. similar, kinda mm-hmm. similar. But sure. um, <laughs> David and Quacko didn't really go into much on that one. Well, actually, Quacko did in his first ten minutes. David less so, but it got mentioned again. Mm-hmm. Uh, crowd stuff. Yeah, very good point on that. Don't know why the hell David tried to defend that because I, I really... said the impact has crowds. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> there are people there at the show. Hence um, yeah, that was that was something. I mean, in terms, the main points of exposure and draw were pretty solid. I think it was. I'm not gonna lie. Both these debates were just hilarious to sit and watch. I mean, I don't really care who wins. They're just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um. I mean, Tristan Grant won that one. Steve Wilson just showing what kind of sadist that he really is. It's like, I just want to watch them fight like some sort of sadistic school child putting two bugs against yeah. each other in a little mm-hmm. jam jam. You fucking sick bastard. Some of the hilarious points when David was just thinking, trying to throw anything at the wall, see if it was sticked. He compared, <laughs> when he compared the return of Shibata to the return of Christian Cage. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, valid. Yeah. Chris, Christian Cage had been on two shows that year. He'd been fed from the AEW. Mm-hmm. I mean, he actually was wrestling, not uh, mat training. I think, I think, David, your um, your attempt to win the debate that th- that done you in is when you started talking about Striker and um, and Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this debate. For making me talk about Josh Matthews in a positive way. See, see the I fact think... that you had that go about about Liger, I was like, I will kill him. So I, <laughs> like, I, I didn't, I, I didn't go for, I didn't go for the inspiration, and you went for Liger. I was like, <laughs> and I like that Grant flipped it from the last argument. He's like, Oh, David, name another Jewish and Thunder Liger I mean, match. <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, the, um, the spoiler alert for anybody listening or on this podcast that's never watched it. It's like the point in Game of Thrones where Stannis Baratheon gets really desperate. And that's what David was like. Yeah, just I would, a, I, I would have burned juicing, my daughter to win that argument. <laughs> I mean, your your juice and funder Liger argument was literally your um, I will burn my daughter to win the crown moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, was completely on his ass. And <laughs> like, just oh as God. well. But <laughs> uh, now it's oh, just like, yeah. So yeah. So again, so it's a it's a win for the U Japan guys there. I think it's fair. To well say, done, but, well done, team. Well deserved. Well deserved. <laughs> I think I would put. I would give a valiant effort to Kwaku and David for that one because Kwaku nothing, Kwaku nothing, was dying before I entered the three guys. Guys, see you to be like I've never watched Impact. You can't give me some props for that. Come Yo, on, and I don't watch New Japan, so like, <laughs> yeah, I but was hope- the second I found out Graham was going to be my my partner. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let him carry. The names, the stats, whatever the hell else is going on right now. I just need to cover my own ass until yeah. he gets in here. I mean, that's like, I kept at high level. I didn't even start going into junior divisions, best of super junior. I could have just like, went rough shot and I was like, nah, I'll be nice. Uh, you knew if he went into that, I would, I would have shown him up with my 
in my new, new Japan knowledge. <laughs> so that happened. That's why I stayed away. You'd have been like, yeah, but that's more men. What about the women? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the women? Super junior grand. <laughs> The woman one is a was a fair argument to throw. I think it was expected. I think if you didn't throw the, the woman one in, I think you would have lost by quite a bit. I think this yeah. debate would have been a lot different if I started with Chris instead of Quacker. I think mm. <laughs> I think that might have been the thing which is just there. But yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is. You know, Impact is a great company. Because I love Impact. Impact's great. Yeah, I think we're all agree. Like, Impact is a great product to watch. I mm. really do enjoy it. Or what? It's it is it, it, to me. It's it's. It is very subjective who is like really the like the third but yeah impact has a women's division new japan has like a lot of history you know it's yeah. all going to come down to some subjective choices and black taurus all right like <laughs> of all the names and impact that you could throw in black taurus is like was your one that you went he might be impact. my favorite wrestler in the world see if i could team <laughs> black taurus with the butcher and AEW. that would be my dream tag team that that is fantastic stuff right there there was like no mention of like Rich Swan. Nope. Don't care. Like... <laughs> no. Black Torres. I mentioned Black Torres before I brought up Slammiversary. God damn it. That, that is what I wanted to say. <laughs> I, I had that Slammiversary and Bound for Glory point in my head from the beginning. I'm like, I'm going to wait for them to say it. <laughs> I and was so happy when you were getting so annoyed that we hadn't brought it up. <laughs> I was I like, was oh like, my I'm God. Like, at, least, at least, and then you said it in the last 10 seconds. I'm like, you asshole. I knew you were waiting. I had one thing left to go kind of in the chamber, and I didn't get a chance to use it. And that was going to be the fact that one of the big matches that everyone's hyping up the now wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the fact that New Japan were letting these have Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> yeah. He's an old man. He can do whatever he wants. He doesn't need to Japan. I'd love to see you say that to his face. I think oh, you get yourself. Yeah. But I think yeah. that is being a very enjoyable hour and a half oh, on this particular podcast. It's been we've not done a debating chamber since March of 2020, just when the pandemic was starting. Yeah, and. We can't go 18 months without doing another debating chamber Too because good. that that was class. I think we've got four shows. The format is now very much installed. We had the the chaos of what is real wrestling. We had the even we had the even more chaos. So the even more chaos that was the debating chamber too. When Alan compared Jinder Mahal's title win to the suffragette movement. <laughs> oh, there was a suffragette during that, all right. Oh my god, that's insane! People oh, say yeah. crazy things under the lights of the chamber. Um, <laughs> we had debating chamber three, which was about WrestleMania that year, and obviously it was the pandemic was a big thing. But and who won that one, Stephen? I can't remember. I, 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 just remember the, I just remember that. I just remember that. I just remember Daniel talking for five minutes out of ninety. Yeah. <laughs> that particular one, but yeah. That has been the return of the debating chamber. The guys have enjoyed it, and we hope you, the listeners, have enjoyed it. Again, please comment on our social media feeds of who won the debating chamber. Please give your thoughts. Are you a fan of Black Taurus? Can we do wrestling (laughs) in the form of Donald Trump? Please let us know. When it comes to a BWWE pay-per-view, do you want them to throw Krusty the Clown out for an hour and a half? (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Please comment on the, on the social medias and please subscribe 
their back catalogue where you can listen to the previous debating chambers. Debating Chamber 2 can be found in our second anniversary special. Now, what have we got in store after the hell that was this show <laughs> over the course of the month from the feature show? We do have a look back at TakeOver Toronto coming coming next week, which should be an interesting one. We've got a couple of lookbacks in the next couple of weeks. We've got that, and we have a look back at Survivor Series 2001. Famous for that winner-take-all match that David mentioned earlier in the uh, show. We can get that, that with Brand you... Warfare, would you? We can get that with Brand Warfare. <laughs> well, that was Brand Warfare, technically. Ah, mm-hmm. it's not the same in a way. I... Well, we could, we could have had Brand Warfare already if, if like, people, you know, first-time films got their shit together, we could have a match with them. Aye. Well, well Grant, let me tell you, it would be me doing all the work. Uh, over to that, that that shit show, I tell you. All right, <laughs> I tell you that mother. <laughs> so, that's a couple of the shows we've got on the feature show here on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We've got our usual other content on the main, on the podcast stream. We've got uh, ESSR Central, usually on a Thursday. Depends, you know, depends on the day of the week, you know, where we talk about all the news. We've got Saturday Draft Live, which does come out on a Saturday. And we also have Eat Me Sweats, which comes out sometimes they, a couple of times. They a mainly talk about the fourth biggest show in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so that is all the content there. We've also got the stuff on YouTube. There's loads of stuff on the YouTube feed at the moment. We've got Quiz Showdown, the Book it, uh, Tournaments on there as well. Loads of content from us at the podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank my panel for joining me in this chaotic debating chamber. Uh, David, thank you very much. It's, I love this show. I have no gripes about anything. Let's do it again. Uh, to Grant, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on, and I'm definitely up for doing this again. I like having a little bit of a verbal mental sparring with the goat. It's just, it's, um, he's a, he, he has a staple of this particular show. Uh, <laughs> let's hope he doesn't retire next week. Uh, to Kwaku, thank you. Thank you very much. And also to our guest, uh, Chris. Chris, I hope you've enjoyed the madness that is both the debating chamber and Deep Sleep Suplex Retweet. Uh, this is this was awfully intimidating. I didn't know what I was doing until halfway through the first question, and I I'm so grateful. This was so much fun, and hopefully y'all can have me on again soon when my blood uh, pressure goes down, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I put you on the spot by um, having you open both debates. <laughs> Chris, obviously, the, the listeners will know roughly what to find the other guys on Twitter. Where can they find you on social media? Uh, totally. Uh, you can find me. I mean, typically, I share everything I do on Twitter at the letter C, Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, Lopez, L-O-P-E-Z. I share everything. I talk movies, sports, TV, all that jazz music, you know. But uh, and my my podcast, my personal podcast that I that I have plenty of because I do so much stuff. But you can catch it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify at for Chris's sake, F O R C H R I S apostrophe S A K E. Yeah, I'm talking Scooby Doo this week, so uh, that's that's my life now. What's the Scooby Doo? We're coming after you, and Daniel. I can hear Daniel frothing at the thought of that because he loves Scooby Doo. <laughs> that Scooby is the best. That might be out by the time this podcast comes out. Who knows? And yes, if you like want to hear Chris talk about that and probably talk about the fake football, you can find it there. <laughs> but yeah, from 
us at the podcast. I have been Stephen Wilson, and we will see you next week. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell, and in the show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.